Alright, Rabotai, Beruchim Abba'in, Erev Shabbat, the time is short. And we have a custom that we come on Erev Shabbat and we like to say something on the Parashat uh, Shavua. Rashi, of course, is always correct when he says in the Parashat Korah, Parashat Zuyafan Adreshet. There's what to say, uh, plenty to say in Parashat Korah. Now, the challenge of Parashat Korah, I'll tell you what it is, is not to talk about Korah so much. Because there's other Pesukim, there's 95 Pesukim in the Parashat. Now most Darshanim, you can't see past Korah. I said, yeah, the Mahlokan of Korah is so amazing. So therefore, but there's, there's 95 Pesukim. Now Korah takes, I'm not going to say no, the lion's share of the Parashat. But there's stuff after. And most of the time we neglect that because... You know, it's too interesting. Listen, if you're going to have uh, Shalom and Mahloket, what do you want to talk about? Mahloket. I don't talk about Shalom. What's Shalom? There was, uh, you know, a, a, a rabbi in the shul, and uh, they weren't getting customers. So what do you do? We started to make Mahloket with some people. All of a sudden, everybody comes to shul for the politics, and all of a sudden, jumps up, uh, jumps up business. When we were young, when we used to come home from Shere Siyon, the question when you came out of shul was, what happened in shul today? What happened in shul today? Now, they weren't talking about praying and all that. What happened? Oh, you missed it. Yeah, you missed it. What does it mean you missed it? <laughs> you missed it. The guy yelled at him. He battled him. They were yelling. Oh, you missed it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 100%. Yeah, because there's action. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like you put, exactly. When there's action. So, I controlled my uh, urge to talk about the Mahloket. And I said, you know what, let's go right, let's go further in the Pirashah and get out of the Mahloket and let's go to the end. What happens at the end of the Pirashah, Rabotai? At the end of the Pirashah, Aharon is established as the Kohen, finished. It's Korah. He tried to, you know, take it. Hostile takeover. But he ended up getting taken over. You know, we explained in the Shi'ur it says, Vayikach Korah. So, uh, so, what did he take? So, the she says, Lakach et atzmo. He took himself. What does it mean, he took himself? So, he took himself to one side to fight against Moshe. But you know, in English, how you say, he got taken? He got taken, meaning when he uh, takes somebody, he took him for a ride. So, the Pasuk is coming from the beginning, Vayikach Korah. He took himself, meaning he tried to trick everybody, but at the end, who did he take? He took himself. He got taken by his own uh, shenanigans. He got because where, where did he end up? He ended up uh, in the ground. Anyway, so he's gone. Leave Korah. Now what happens? Bari Olam says Aaron is the queen, and now the Torah starts to tell us about the twenty-four matanot of Kehuna, which are all in this week's parasha, by the way, in some 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 form of way. The Torah promises that the Kohanim, as a result of their service, they're going to get twenty-four different gifts. It's like a, a tax that we have to pay to them. Goes to the queen. They don't get. They don't. They don't make any money working in the Beit Hamikdash. Their salary comes from Bnei Israel. We learned about Hala and the Shitagez, and you have Teruma, and you have uh, the different uh, um, uh, Pidyon that goes to them. They, 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 that's how they make their Parnasa. That's what it refers to over here. And then it comes along and says, "Call Terumot Kodashim Asher Yarimu Bnei Israel Hashem." All the different Terumot. Uh, that we learned the 24 gifts. Natati lecha ulbanecha it's perik yudchet pasuk yudtet. Natati lecha ulbanecha v'lebnotecha techa lechok olam. Now we get to the subject. 
ברית מלח עולם היא לפני אדוני לך וזרעך איתך. התורה all of a sudden introduces to us the middle of nowhere. ברית מלח the salt covenant. God says to Aharon, Berit Melech Olam Hi. Berit Melech with you, that's going to be the Olam. Lefnei Hashem to you, Zarecha Itach. All right, number one, so for all of you on a salt-free diet, today we came to talk about, what, what, is this, what does this even mean? What does this even mean? This Berit Melech Olam Hi, Lefnei Hashem, okay. Once he hit the Dinash. So now, the Korah, we made fun of Korah, I can't, he came to So now, Mehmet, what does this mean over here? What, what is this Berit Melach? We'll start with a halakha and Shohan Aruch Rabotai, since we're talking about the Berit Melach. Shohan Aruch is Kuf Samech Zayin. Kuf Samech Zayin, halakha He in the Ramah. Let's do a halakha. I know, I, I know it's not a halakha class. Just look for a halakha for one minute. Just pay attention. It says over here. No, I know. Jacob's saying it's supposed to be a parashah class. I can't be a parashah class. The guys won't bring up halakha. Uh, Give me a minute. I'm going to get to the thing. I'll uh, get to it. Agaha. Umikol makom mitzvah lehavi al kol shulhan melach. Kodim shiipsa. Before you make the hamotzi, you have to make sure that there's bread, that there's salt on the table. Because the shulchan is like the mezbeach, and the achila is like a korban. That's not in this week's parasha. That's in, in Sefer Vayikra. The pasuk says that in every time you bring a korban, you have to put salt on the korban. So therefore, the Ramah says, uh, Rabotai, you're sitting at the table. The food on the table is like a korban. The table itself is a mezbeah. Remember when we were young, they told you no kids on the table. The table is Kodesh. The table is a mezbeah. Remember that? So we just put a TV on the table instead. We don't put the kids on the table. The point is, the point is, so the Ramah writes, it says, so you have to put salt on the, on the food, specifically on the bread. The bread, can it is the Korban. Right? Because the, the Korban is called Lechem Yishel Hashem. So therefore, that's one Inyan. Then he says a Big Hattush, which we came to talk about. Vehu... Magen menapur anut. Unbelievable. This is for the Sigula people amongst us. The Sigula of the day, Sigula de jour. Vehu magen menapur anut. You want to protect yourself from tragedy? Learn a lesson. Keep salt on the table. Magen menapur anut. Now, the first reason I understand, okay, it's a remez, korban, kohen, and that stuff. The second is hard to understand. What, what, what the salt magen menaporanut on the table? Doesn't say put salt in your pocket. There's an old custom during Sfirat Omer they keep salt, a brick of salt in the pocket. Lebanese have the custom too. They put salt during Sfirat Omer. That's a segula. The Benish Chai says during Bidikat Hamed, she's supposed to put salt in the. In the Ka'ala, when you go around to find the, uh, it's a singula for, for, for Adi Kuchami. But now he's telling you a different thing. On the table, when you're making that motzi, so look at the Magen Abraham. 
ומגן אברהם סייז כתב בית יוסף בשם התוספות, תוספות מסכת ברכות, בשם המדרש, כי ישראל יושבים וממתינים זה את זה עד שיתלו ידיהם. When the people are sitting at the table like Friday night, everybody's waiting uh, for the other guy to wash their hands. הסטן מקטרג עליהם. הסטן הזה עובד. הסטן הזה עובד. וברית מלח מגין עליהם. וברית מלח, the covenant of the soul, protects them. It's unbelievable. I didn't know that was a dangerous moment. I didn't know that that was a dangerous moment when everybody's making the tachadayim. And everybody's sitting around and you need a, a, a counter effect called the melach in order to keep away the yehibijibis, the satan, so we don't get affected. So somebody would ask you, give me, uh, give me one of the dangerous moments of the week. What's the, the, the dangerous moment of the week? What's the dangerous moment over the week? Uh, you wouldn't think it's, it, it, it's this moment over here. You wouldn't think it's this moment over here. Say when you open up your credit card bill, okay, that's a, day, that, that's a dangerous moment during the week over there. I mean, for the family, it's a dangerous moment over there. Okay, that we understand, but you tell me, no, Abotai, Sakana, put a big sign, Abotai, beware. When the people are making the touch, Adayim, the Chilak, make sure they salt on the table. This is salt, so that, this, this is not the Kabbalah, by the way. This is Rama, we're making Abraham. We're not reading Etz uh, Chaim. <coughs> so we go back to Al-Panashah if we can understand Al-Panashah correctly we'll understand the sword of Sword of Melah Berit Melah now what is the Berit Melah doing over there by the way, salt was not one of the 24 Matanot you don't have to go to I don't know, and open your hands and give him a, a, a handful of salt so what, what is it doing over there Berit Melah so I found the unbelievable Ibn Ezra, just for those that like the, the words. Beautiful Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra, Mamash is Bechudash. Berit Melah. When you hear the word Melah, you hear salt, right? He doesn't hear the word salt. He hears something else. Berit Keruta. When you make a covenant with somebody, what do they say in, in, in English? You cut a deal. You cut. Somebody, that's the way they use the last one. You cut a deal with him. You cut a deal. Berit keruta. Koret berit. Koret berit means we cut a deal amongst each other. That's the way they use the terminology. I guess they got it from here. Koret berit. Keritat berit. So God is telling Aaron, listen, regarding those 24 matanot that we dealt with today, you got a deal. Hazak Barumik. You got a deal. Cut a deal. Now, I didn't know that melach means to cut. I thought melach means salt. So he's not because you don't know Hebrew. He says, "Megizerat eres peri lemlecha." Remember, we did on the Pesach. Eres peri lemlecha. Berat yosh beba. Semet bar lagamayim. Eres yah lemotzayimayim. Yosef shavli aimim. Okay, that's it. Okay, it's tehilim kufzayim. What does it mean, eres peri lemlecha? It's talking about a land that the fruits in the land stopped growing. That the land became infertile. So how does the Pasuk say that the fruit were cut from the land? Eres, a land that peri limleha. Limleha, that the perot were cut. Now why would you use Lashon Melah to refer to something as cut? Umakom ha-melah kemo 
because in a place we have salty land, you can't you can't produce anything. Right? Could you produce anything? So therefore, when you want to talk about a, a land, let's say that's barren or that there's no fruit able to grow, that's called eretz. That what That the perot are are cut. So therefore, when I want to talk about a brit, when I make a brit with somebody, I say brit melah, meaning we cut a we cut a deal. It had nothing to do with salt, according to Ezra. It's unbelievable. When I read that, it's shocking. Brit melah perush kiritat berit melashon eres peridim neha. Of course, the question is, Rabotai. I mean, you could have said koret then. Now tell me Melah, and I have to go to Tidim Kubzain, I have to go this way and the other way. Tell me Berit Kiruta. Okay. We go to Rashiach Kadosh first. Rashiach Kadosh, what does he say? Rashi says, Berit Melah. Karat Berit Maharon. Now he's not learning Melah is Karat. He's saying, like Victor said, after the 24 Matanot was settled, now we have to make a Shake, shake hands. We have to make the deal. Bedavar habari umitkayim. So God chose to make the brit in something that is durable, something that doesn't uh, spoil. Not only doesn't it spoil, umavri etaharim. It benefits others. For example, the salt not only doesn't spoil itself, but it stops others from spoiling. You put the salt on the meat, and the meat stays. So the salt is an, an, a, a symbol of durability, of something that is kayam. Berit melach, it's a mashal according to Rashi. Kaberit she'enu masriach le'olam. It's a mashal, meaning God's telling Aaron, just like melach is beneficial in the sense that it doesn't decompose, it's not perishable, this breed over here finished. Like Melah. Forever. It's going to stand. Sometimes you have a breed, 10 year deal, 5 year deal, you know, depending on the clause. Oh, you look at the contract. Oh, you can get out of it. Here, this is ironclad. Breed Melah. Just like the Melah, Enu Masriah Le'olam. So it's got nothing to do with salt. Meaning, it's not that Hashem didn't take salt to Aaron. It's a mashal. How do I say that this deal over here is permanent? So a permanent deal you would call, it's a brit melach. It's a brit melach. Why brit melach? Maybe brit uh, pilpelin. No, because melach, firm, doesn't move. Eno masriya, and not only it's beneficial. You benefit. It doesn't only benefit itself, it benefits others. Preserves it. Right? Preserves others. So that's a new understanding of Rashi. Rashi al parasha, by the way. I'm sure you all read the Rashi already in the parasha. I'm just reviewing what Shat and Rashi is. <coughs> Little different than Nashi. This is what I told you about the 24 Matanot. Never going to be nullified. Oh. So he learns like the salt that was sweetening the korbanot. In Vayikra we learned, I'll call korbancha takrib melach. So therefore, just like there's a rule 
that the basar of the kurbanot, every basar, that's, a, that's an ironclad rule, and there's no exceptions, every basar that goes in the last half salt, you're going to get the 24 matanot. So he throws the basar kurbanot. That's the obvious. Mutai, over the past uh, couple of months, we started to learn Tzorah Amor, as you know. We love the Tzorah Amor. Who's the Tzorah Amor? Rabbi Abraham Sabah. He lived in the 1400s in Spain. One of the, from the Girushes Farad. And he got, went to Lisbon, they threw him out of Lisbon, he went all over the place. He's an amazing Sadiq, Rav Haidat talks about him in Shema Gedulim. Sror Hamor, I recommend all our members to get the Sror Hamor, Humash. Unbelievable Hadushim. He also talks about it. He says, an unbelievable Hadush. An unbelievable Hadush. What did Rashi mean? I mean, Rashi said two things here. Number one, the salt is kayam. But it's also mekayim others. You put it on the meat. What, what does she have to throw that one in for? Just say, if I want to say it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a durable, it's a sure deal, brimelah. Because the salt is there forever. What did they have to throw in Rashi? And mavri aharim. So Surah Ramur adds a few words and he says, Ken kihunat aharon. Which means, we're a piece of meat. And Aharon is, is keeping us. How? To the Korbanot. Because Korbanot mechaper on us. Without the Korbanot and mechaper on us, we don't have a Kiyum. So therefore, God is telling Aaron there's two benefits. Number one, the kiyum is going to be to you. But the kiyum is going to be that you're going to benefit others like the salt. What? Just like the salt preserves the meat, Aaron preserves Klai Yisrael through the sacrificing of the korbanot and so on and so forth. That's just a little addition to understand what she gave both. Appropriate right, appropriate reference. Exactly. Well, otherwise, why would he need that second part? Umbavri aharim. No, that's your job, Aharon. You're going to benefit Aharim, meaning without Aharon, without the Beta Mikdash, Mafi Kapara, Mafi Kapara, Mafi Klai Israel. The Harambam says something beautiful. Harambam, this is just to warm us up about that. I mean, I'll let you know when you have to start paying attention. This is just, to, I'll let you know when we're starting the Diraj. This is just to get this, you have to get this out of the way. This is important. We cannot go to the main entree. First, you have to give a guy a soup. You have to give a guy a soup first. Then you take away the soup. You give him a salad. Then you take it away. You give him a Ashkenazim. They put a grapefruit. They can't wait to have a grapefruit with a cherry in, in the middle of it. So, okay, everybody has their way. And then you put out the, the duck. They like the duck. Moshe Peking, the duck. In any event, so now, oh, so what is, uh, what is he saying over here? Sarambam says, <coughs> One of the functions of the Kohanim and the Levi'im, both, the Kohanim are by the way Levi'im, as you know. Kohanim and Levi'im, it's the same tribe. What's the function of Shevet Levi? They're the teachers of Klai Israel. The Hakamim is Shevet Levi. Yorum Shpatecha Le'Yaakov Veturatecha Le'Yisrael. They are the educators. I think Rav Pam once, Allah Shalom, no, I heard this from Moshe, Rav Moshe Wolfson. Moshe Wilson made a study. He says, if you look at the Hachamim in Klai Yisrael, you'll find Rubama Kohanim. 
And he started to list all the Achamim from so many, a disproportionate amount of Tamidah Achamim that are, that are Kohanim. Why? That's the Merakah Moshe Rebbeinu. But of course, Harambam, if you remember what he wrote, don't think that they have a monopoly on uh, Torah. Anybody that wants to, you know, uh, uh, subscribe to Shevet Levi, to be part of it, you listen to that to be Levi. You could join the Shevet Levi. But Shevet Levi is known to be Kodesh Kadashim, they're the tribe of Torah. And what's the purpose of Torah? The purpose of Torah is to explain stuff. The explanation of the Torah is like salt to the food. Mm. You understand? If I give a guy food, what makes the food enjoyable? The spices. Now, from a nutrition standpoint, you don't need spices. Just eat it. The doctor says, oh, you need vitamin A, B, C, D. The guy here, eat this here. What is it? It's a glob of, uh, of uh, tofu. You eat it. It doesn't taste like anything. Manhu. Okay, it doesn't matter. What do you care what it tastes like? Bottom line, you're going to be healthy. Yeah, but I want to enjoy my food. So all of a sudden you put, you see people, they eat, they hold the salt shaker. There's some people, they hold it. They hold it in their hand. They hold it in their hand. Boom. They, every time they what? They pour it. I'm not saying it's healthy, doctor. This is what they do. This is what they do. Why? Time. We have time. Sometimes if they make the food, you tell the, the, the wife, not enough salt, not enough salt. He puts, oh, I forgot to put, so add some salt. The salt is the whole time. That's what their job is to take the Torah law. Torah says, don't do this. Blend. Blend. It doesn't have any time. So when they come along, they put some salt on it for the Talmudians. Oh, now it's a, it's a delicious over By the way, what is the Mishnah saying? Pirkei Avot. Kaki darkashel Torah. Pat b'melech tochal. Uh, wow. Wow. That's the way of the Torah. What do you mean with the way of the Torah? The way of the rabbi's job is not to give the students uh, uh, bread. That's not, we're not in prison over here. It's not Rikers Island. Give the guy bread. No. Pat Give the, wow. add the melah. That's the darkab the, 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 the job of the Tamin Acham is to add the melah to the pot. But just to give him the pot, I don't need you to give me the pot. I have a homash. Yeah, the pot is in front of me. No, the rabbi's job is, he's the salt shaker. The rabbi's job is to come along and say, oh, you know the pasuk already? Yeah, okay, now, now, come, now come here. Now let me add the salt over here. The salt is the, is the reasonings, is the logic. So this is the Surah Amor. Does that mean, it's all him. He says, Brit Melah, ala Torah shednitna leshevet levi. Ke omrah, yoru mishpatek al Yaakov, vahat Torah nikrit berit melah. The Torah is a Brit. But there's a special breed called Brit Melah. Because the purpose of the Torah is to explain everything. Taste the beauty of it. And he calls the Mishnah. You have to salt it. So therefore, God's telling Aharon and Kohen. I don't. You have another function besides the kadmatanot kiona, which is your function in the Beit Hamikdash. You have a second purpose, Berit Melach. Berit Melach. You're the tribe of Kachi Darkash Torah Pad Melach. You're the tribe of Yerumish Patech Ali Yaakov. Tamur Ukitov. You're the job of of the teachers. So it's a separate. Uh, understand according to learning, it's a separate purpose, Berit Melach. <coughs> according to him, the Torah Amor. It's not a confirmation of the Berit of the kadmatanot kiona. It's another job. job. Exactly. Job number one, you're receiving the Kadmat Teron as, as a result of your service in the Beit HaMikdash. Ve'od, Brit Melah. 
Your job is to make sure that you seize the Torah correctly and present it to Christ so they understand the, the beauty of it. <laughs> that is Surah Amor. Surah Amor is unbelievable. Abotai, Surah Amor is unbelievable. And we still didn't start yet. Can you believe it? And we still didn't start. Although, if you just came for the Surah Amor, they, you have a Shifa Shemot over here? Sifa Shemot, sorry, Annie. Now you think in a library such as this, there would be a Sefer Shemot. But could you imagine? No, because Sefer Shemot is a winter, is a winter homash. The rabbis say no, I don't know. So the, 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 the winter guys, the winter guys. No, 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 I have it. I need a Calm down. I have it. See, the winter guys took my Shemot over here. The summer guys don't learn Shemot, but my market, the summer guys don't learn Sefer Shemot. The summer guys are Babidbar Devari. That's it. Shemot is always missing, because uh, I put it back. The guy can put it back. No, put it. Okay, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's something else. I thought he put it in Shemot. He put it in Shemot, exactly. So Shemot, he put it in Geriza. Okay, Rabotak. Oh. So there's a Sefer called Ketav Kabbalah. It's not a Kabbalistic book. It's just called Kitab HaKabbalah. And the parasha. He says something beautiful. He's questioning the root of the word Melah. Where does the word come from? Melah. Forget about it. We don't mean salt. Like, I know you, don't, you wouldn't ask that question in another language. Where did the word salt come from? It's the word salt. S-A-L-T. That's what it is. Sal. But in Judaism, in Hebrew, Lashon Kodesh, you're able to say, what are these letters? What, what's the etymology? What's the root of the word? So he found it. He found the root of it. He says, the root of it is in Parashat Kitisa. You wouldn't think that, right? In Parashat Kitisa, it talks about Oh, What's the root word of Memulah? Melah. What's it Memulah? Memulah. He says, Ketargumo. Okay, I, I didn't look at the Targum. My mistake. What does it say in the Targum? Lamedhe. Ah, Meurav. Mixed. Memula. You have to mix the spices of the Ketos. Anytime you have a mixture of something, it's Memula. Then Rashi says something beautiful. If you grind it, make sure you mix it up. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's Malachim. Why? Because what do the sailors do? They're mixing the water. The oars. The oars. Understand? 
Unbelievable. Al Shem Sashi, Shimhafim Tamayim. They turned the waters, they mixed the waters, Bemishotot with the oars. Kishimanhigim at the Sifina. Keadama mehapik bekap bitsim tinufot. Look at this, make like a big scramble like the guys in the, the Zuma making scrambled legs. He says, like you mapik bekap bitsim tinufot. Like they're making the scrambled legs. They 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 beat it, they mix it. Interesting. So that's called Memulah. Oh, so says the Rav, Ketava Kabbalah, very nice. So why is salt then called that? Because if anybody knows the, uh, the science, how salt is made. Salt is actually made from the combination of two opposites. You have over here, the salt really is in the water, right? And then you have the sun, which is the fire, the fire and the water come together. And when the fire and the water come together, the fire causes the water to evaporate. And as a result, what's the final product that you have? Sea salt. salt. Sea salt. So therefore he says you have a combination in Iruv of Esh Umayim. When you put Esh Umayim together, it's Memulah. You have a, a combo. And therefore, that combo of Esh Umayim produces something. So Melah, Pirush like this, the result of the combination. The result of the combination is called melach, because it came from a combination. Memulah, melach. What's the combination that it resulted from? Eshumayim. Nice uh, explanation. Incredible. Incredible. Mm. So he says something gorgeous. He said, in Judaism, you have two, two different careers. Two different, here we go. Okay. All right, Abutai, now we have to mute the members. My favorite part of the class is to mute all our participants. I'll do that right now. Mute, oh, okay, keep on making noise. I'm muted. Okay, now you're muted. That's it. Okay. Gary, you enjoying yourself? Okay. Anyway, so now, oh, so he says like this. You have two careers in Judaism. Balabatim, Balabai, it's a good guy. Goes to work, he learns in the morning, Dafayumi, comes in the afternoon. But his primary is uh, he's, uh, he's working, Zivulu. And then you have what? The learners. The learners and the earners. The learners, they're in the, uh, they're in the Kolel studying and all that, earning a living by the coffee earn, earning a living. <laughs> in any event, so you have over here. That's no good. You cannot have a separation between the two. The people that are working need to connect themselves to the learners. Uh, they don't know that. But they say, Rabbi, I have to go to work. No problem. Hashem should go to work. But if you support the Tabidah Hachamim, if you support them, with the money that you're making, you take that money, you give to the Tabidah so they learn. What happens over here? You combined it. You created a, a combo. So the Torah says something amazing. It says, Kabbalah. What's the main reason why you have to give the Kad Matanot Kehuna? Because who's doing the Kad Matanot? The farmer, the livestock guy, the, these are all workers, these are all people that are involved. How are you going to connect yourself to the Torah? So he says, go give the Matanot that you're earning and go give it. And what's the Kohen doing? He's sitting and learning. You know what you created now? Berit Melach. You created the Kambo. You created the combo. 
you created the combination of Torah va'avodah. That wow. connection of Torah va'avodah, that's, uh, that's what it is. So God is telling Aaron, your job is Brit Melah. You need to make sure that there's going to be a Irbuv between Klaisel. And by receiving those Matanot, you have to know you're giving something back. You're not only receiving it for nothing. You receive it in order to partner them up in, in what you're doing. That is called in Yahadut a Brit Melah. A Brit of La'arbev in order to, to mix. All right. Now the Dirash begins. Now the Dirash begins. The amazing thing is, for those that come in the morning, we have a shoot every morning, not only on Fridays, uh, 9 o'clock, we have every day at a time. We have Dafiyumi, and then after Dafiyumi, we learn Halakha. We're learning the laws this week. This week, I think it was about Siman Nugima, the laws of Hazan, Shadiyah Sibur. We learned this week, the amazing Hashkaha, the laws of when they invite you to be a Hazan. There's laws when they invite you. When they invite you, there's rules over here. How are you supposed to approach the Teva? The Hazan. The Hazan. Yeah. Right. So not, not, the, not the Set Hazan. The Set Hazan, he knows. But let's say they're inviting a guy. Bechavod. That was right. So there's, there's rules how he's supposed to behave before he approaches the Teva. We learned them very well. But now we're going to read the Gemara. We didn't read it inside the Gemara. We saved that for today. It's a Gemara. Berachot Lamid Dalet. Tanur Abanan. You have to initially Misarev Misarev means Refuse Misarev The guy's not Misarev The guy jumps up there There it is I have some people. No, no, no. Okay. Too much. Too much. So the Gabbara says, if the guy is Misarev, too much. Too much salt. Ketzadu Ose. Pamli Shona Yisarev. First time, no thank you. Should he have behavior? Should he cheat? What should the club be read? Ready to go up. That means you have to strike the exact balance, and that's why they're comparing it this to salt because salt, for it to be beneficial, has to have the right amount. Too much salt, no good. Too little salt, no good. There's mamash salt is like all spices, but salt we're talking about today, for it to have its benefit. You have to put enough. Sometimes you add too little salt, add salt, not too much salt. If mamash have to hit it, boom, bullseye. So the Gemara is telling you that that's the way the person has to approach the uh, the hazanut, the service. The service have to strike that perfect, perfect balance. Understand what we're talking about? The perfect balance has to be struck. 
Oh. Let's give the mashal now. So basically there's three different people. Two of them live on the extreme, and one of them is right in the center. The extreme on the right side is the guy who jumps up there without invitation. You don't care. Nothing. The guy just jumps up there. You didn't, you didn't even let us sort the thing yet. The guy jumped up there. And then you have the other guy. He comes along and he don't never get up there. Too much salt. Mamash in the middle way, may have him and then go. Let's go talk about about we have him not this is mashal. The Sfat Emet says we have a real life example of this in the Torah. In the olden days, what was the service? They didn't have Shaliyah Sibur. The Kohen was the Shaliyah Sibur. Kohen. He's the Hazan. He's the, 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 the public, public servant. Look at unbelievable. You remember when uh, originally God told Moshe that he wants to take the people out of Egypt and he wants them to be the Kohen. And Moshe, Moshe refused. Refused too much, says Fatimid. And then all of a sudden, when they gave it to Aaron, Moshe said, that. And God said, no, when I wanted, you didn't want. He refused. Now you want, but it's too late. Moshe was misarev a lot. Who's the other extreme? Korah. Korah. Nobody invited him. Why would we go in? Hey, we didn't even tell you to be Hazan. The camera jumped on the teva. Where should we go in? Moshe was shocked. You're asking for the kehuna. Nobody invited you. That's the extremes. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't, doesn't want to oh, that's, that's why you're not chosen. You're misled too much. Korah, the opposite. Korah, running. And now we open the day of the Mishkan. And now, what does the Pasuk say? Moshe tells Aharon, Kerab al-Mizbeah. Why is it Kerab al-Mizbeah? Shaya Aharon Bosh. Aharon was Bosh. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? What do you mean? Lekach nevharta. That's why you're chosen because you have the perfect, uh, the perfect balance. I was too this way. Korah was too that way. Exactly. You see, Aaron is the perfect balance. Lekach nevharta. Nevharta the 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 rash. Lekach nevharta because you have the perfect. And that's what it means in the pasuk. Add this to the list. Lahagid shebahoshel Aaron sheloshina. Mazde sheloshina. He didn't deviate from the perfect balance of Melah. He didn't, he knew exactly, not to say no too much, not to say yes too much. He's not Moshe Rabbeinu Labdil to say never. He's not caught up to say, oh, only me. In the middle, Moshe, Lagid Sheva Aaron. Sheloshina, he didn't deviate from the perfect, right? Perfect pit, target, bullseye of how much Melah to put in the, in the Sidu. Now, what's the Pshat? What's the depth? What's the depth of this? So the Sfatimet explains it. The beautiful explanations. What, what, what's, the, what's the hashkafa behind this halakha? The, the halakha of siruv and not siruv and yes siruv. By the way, this is a remez. In, in, in this week's parasha, this is a split parenthesis for a second. I'll get back to the hashkafa in a second. In this week's parasha, 
once you start, it starts coming out, it starts to flow. The flow is good. Remember there was a plague? There's a plague that came out, Magifa. So the Pasuk says, when the plague started, oh, Vayomir Moshe Laharon, Kah Mahta, take the the pans, beten aleha esh ketoret, vayikah Aharon, kashet diber Moshe, vayarots, vayarots. Whatever to the balance. Because you remember we learned in the Gemara that says if the Hazan's up there is making a mistake and they need to change the Hazan, then you have to go up. Over here, Korah messed up the Ketoret. He's making a mistake. So there, Vayarots. You have to run straight. There's no, there's no uh, delay on that over there. That's Vayarots. That's perfect. We learned this week. It's in the Right? Right? Rabbi tells you to go. Moshe Rabbeinu tells him to go. Same answer. Same, another answer. Hadbos giving a second answer. Here's the answer. The Gemara says, but if the rabbi tells you to go up, you don't, you don't delay. So here Moshe is telling him to do it. delay. I'm explaining it that Korah messed up the Ketoret. Hazad made a mistake. Go fix it. Go fix it. But he's saying better. It's Moshe Rabbeinu told him to do it. There's nothing to talk. Whether he made a mistake or not. Moshe tells you to do what you do. Fantastic. Anyway, let's go back. What's the, what's the hashkafa behind this halakha? During the week, we don't, we don't learn hashkafa behind the halakha. During the week, my contract says I have to teach the members the law. Friday, we have to go into the... the re, hey, Jack. We have to give the, the, the logic of the law, meaning in a hashkafic standpoint. Right. <laughs> exactly. So now watch. Why should a person refuse initially? Because he has to say to himself, I'm not Ra'ui, I'm not Ra'ui to, like one of the members this week was, I'm not Ra'ui to be the Azar, I'm the representative, I'm not the worthy. Also, ultimately, why are you supposed to then, if you're not worthy, what happened? How did you become worthy all of a sudden? If you're not worthy, whatever, because the guy told you to go up twice, I mean, you become worthy? You didn't become a tzaddik in the second invitation. So how does it work? Second explanation is the second invitation. You come to the conclusion it's not me, but there's a sibur here. Kawah sibur. There's kawah sibur. So this, the, 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 the understanding is that me with the sibur, I can do it, but alone, I can't do it. That's the logic. That you understand the, the power of the sibur. Understand the value of the sibur. Moshe Rabbeinu Shalom was the most anav. Moshe Rabbeinu so Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, even with the Sibur, I'm nothing. Even with the Sibur, <laughs> too much that side. Korah came along and said, I don't need the Sibur. I'm going to go myself. I can do it on my own. You don't need the Sibur. Aharon is right in the middle. Aharon says, listen, uh, myself, I'm not worthy. But Beskut Sibur, that means, you see, Aharon had a tremendous midah. What's the midah of Aharon? He understood the, the power of Sipur. He understood the, the value of it. And therefore, although he was a humble man, to go up to the Teba right away, but we have the Sipur behind. Who's the Sipur? Sipur's not made up of all Sadiqim, by the way. Yeah, Sadiqim, Sipur is a shit Tebot. Sadiqim, Benunim, Vereshaim. That's what the Sipur is made up of. It's not all uh, 
the Vatikim in Yam, we have 100% Baruch Hashem Sadikim, but you know, I can't vouch for that in every, every, every uh, synagogue. Baruch Hashem. But what? By the way, where do we learn Minyan from? From the Meraglim. You, you couldn't find it. Even the 10 o'clock Minyan in Landa is better than the Meraglim. That's the source of Meraglim. Yeah? Meaning, take out Kalev and, uh, and Yoshua, you're left with 10. That's the one from Minyan. And then the Peshat is, even the Minyan of Meraglim is a Minyan. That's it. We don't, we, don't, uh, we don't ask you for credentials when you come into it. Just put on a mask. We don't ask you for, for credentials. That's it. Put on a mask, sit six feet away, that's it. You're part of the minyan. Ah, you should mention No, as long as you put on the mask, you, you accept it over here. Okay, this is it. Masveh. Then, ah, the explanation is like this. So, Aaron had a tremendous kavod for the seaboard. He understood the power of a seaboard. I'm nothing. But Ed Aharon is Sibur, Nakabi Hazan, it'll go, it'll go. That's why he's beset Ebene Shetam, who are you? I'm nothing. Chabon, Meshkuta Sibur, Meshkuta Sibur, 100%. I go That's the Nyan of Melach. That's the Nyan of Melach. So I'll tell you even deeper. You see that Aharon had a tremendous love of the Sibur. What did it say in the Mishnah Perkei Avot? Ohebet Abiriyot. He loved the Biriyot. And as a result, which is Aaron's job as a Kohen. But before you can be somebody to the Torah, it has to be And you see that Aaron had tremendous kavod for the Tzibur. Korah, kavod for himself. He don't care about nobody else. I'll do my own. Moshe is so anab, he's like, yeah, even the Sibur is not going to help me. Oh, you have to believe in the Sibur. By the way, when Moshe Rabbeinu criticized the Sibur, well, I punished him. Hem no yaminu li. What are you going to say? What do you mean? Banayim ma'aminim, b'nei ma'aminim. Put your hand in your, in your pocket, and then came up with Tzunak HaShalek. Remember that story? Aaron, when he died, by Yivkot, Tokot, Bet Yisrael. Oh, Christ, because they knew how much he was of Yisrael. But his purpose was the Karibam, the Torah. Svatimet says deeper, he says, what is this inyan of the salt? Besides the fact that we're explaining it now, that the inyan of the salt means the exact balance between your limitations but the value of the sibur, that's the perfect amount, the sarev, and then to go up. But he says, there's a famous midrash in the beginning of the creation of the world. What happened? Boreonam created the water. The water. And all of a sudden, originally there was water all the way up and down. Maim el Yonim and Maim Tahtonim. Boreonam says, Hirakia. Betochamayim. Him mavdil ben Maim le Maim. The sky that we have separates between the Maim el Yonim and the Maim Tahtonim. So what happened? The water is on. Earth are called in the Zora Kadosh Mayim Bochim, the crying waters. Adarot Bavel, Sham Yashavnu, Gam Bachinu. What's it, Gam? Who else was crying? The waters also crying. Gam Bachinu. We also cried with the waters. Next time you go to the to the ocean, listen closely. Here, who's somebody crying over here? Yeah, that's your uh, the ocean. The ocean's crying. Why is it crying? 
The Zohar Kedosh says, the ocean is saying, Anan ba'inan lemeheveh kameh malka. We will mind Melonim, you put us, uh, they put us on the earth now with the, with the beachgoers. We want to be in uh, the Shabbayim. We were close to you, we had divikut. Now you put us over here on earth. Anan ba'inan lemeheveh kameh malka. The Zohar explains, that's the shot of the waves. What's the shot of the wave? The wave wants to go back up to become my Melonim. You believe it? When you see a wave, that's hishtokekut. The wave is a sign of, we were, we were by million names. Every, the, the water is never appeased. The water is, and then we want to go back up to become close to God. Borei Olam says, your job is to be my name. It listens, it goes down again. Ahavat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. Ahavat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. Hey, you'll never look at a wave. Uh, you're a surfer, Elliot. Now you're going to go <laughs> When you look at a wave, you say, look at the, the waves have such a shtokekut. I should be less than a wave. And then by the way, come in Malkad is what it says. Besogalav atatashab behem. Oh. So what did Borealam do? Borealam said, okay, I'll appease you. I'll appease you. Borealam says, we're going to take a little uh, of the waters of the Tahtunim and we're going to bring it back up. When? On Sukkot, Nisukha Mayim. Nisukha Mayim, we'll take some water, put it on the Mizbeah. What happens when you put the water on the Mizbeah? Bingo, so you're represented. All right, so the, 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 the water said, okay, once a year, Nisukha Mayim, and okay. So Bori so, okay, we'll do something else. Torah says, I'll call Korbanecha Takrib Melach. Where do you get the salt from? From the water. So therefore, we'll evaporate you and we'll put it on the mizbeach. So therefore, we have brit melech olam. Beautiful. So once that happened, the water was appeased. Very good. Once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, the water started crying again. That's why the water was crying again. After the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, okay, we, after we got the salt, we made a salt treaty. Okay, but okay, we represented every single day. But Al Naharot Bavim when they came to Galut, Sham Yasham Nugabachinu. We hear the waters crying again because they said, "Hey, we lost our, uh, we lost our position." So the shot is that from the salt you learn a lesson of the Hishtokekut. The Hishtokekut. The Biriah wants to. The Biriah wants to get better. The Biriah wants. And if the, if the salt, which is an inanimate object, the water, which is an inanimate, kavahomer ubin benoshil kavah, the human being, which has a neshama, the, 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 the natural tendency of every single dude, no matter what he looks like, there's a neshama that has a hishtokikut. Now the guy might not feel it, he might not know it, he might try to bury it, but the rabbi has to know that every single Jew has a natural, you just have to, you have to, you have to find it. That's why we don't write off any single Jew. Even the guy who looks like he's, uh, yeah, but you're not worse than uh, the water. The water doesn't know anything. The water has, doesn't know anything, and it's, it's, it's jumping up to Hashem. You don't know either yet, but you, you have a story. We have to find that spot. So he says, therefore, Aharon was ohevet a biriyot. Biriyot means even the, the bums, biriyah, biriyah kala. Because he knew, he knew that inside of them there's a hishtokekut. And therefore, if he could just mekarev them or mekarev the Torah, that was the inyan of the melach, of the brit melach. God is telling Aharon, you have the inyan of brit melach. You understand that just like the water is represented by the melach and the mezbeh, because it wants to go back up to Kedush Baruch Hu, 
Aaron had tremendous kavod of the Sibur because he understood that from the Brit Melah that everybody has a Hishtukut Kav. Everybody wants to be Anan Ba'inan Malka. And he used that Kavah Brit Melah in order to, to bring them close. Kachi Darkashal Torah. Oh, do you understand what's going on over there? I added it a little deeper from the Sfat Emet. So there's two things of the Melah. Melah, number one, is the Mashal of the Gemara. Don't refuse to go up and don't go up too early. Exactly right. Meaning it's a partnership. The Hazan and the Sibur. Kabod Sibur. That's what is Halakot. Torah Sibur, Kabod Sibur. That's all part of it. Aaron was perfect on that. Furthermore, he understood what the Melah represents. The Shtukekut that wants to go high and high and high. Therefore, he understood every single guy as Kawa. Therefore, Torah. Beautiful. Abotah, we cannot underestimate this power of Kavod Sibur and the value of what a Sibur is. You remember when Aaron died? When Aaron died, it says, the Kavod left, and they became vulnerable, and the Kenanim attacked. Aaron was the, 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 the semel of Kavod Sibur, of, of the respect of the Sibur, or Hevet Abiriyot. And when Aaron was alive, when you have a rab like that, that's Hevet Sibur, Mechabetet Sibur, it affects the people. It affects the people. After he died, the Ananek Kavod, that means if there's no Kavod amongst the people, then the Ananek Kavod, they're called. The class of glory also left, which means they didn't have that, uh, that role model. And therefore, it's a ketruk, it's a sakana. And let me tell you the secret now. We come to sit at the table, and this happens, this happens a lot in the Bhutan. When you come sit at the table on Friday night, it's, it's mostly on Friday night on Shabbat. But mashallah, we have a lot of people. What happens? We make the Tilat and we sit down. What happens if you, you can't talk now? I said, you're, you're locked. And everybody's dilly-dallying in the kitchen, and they're talking, and everybody's doing their own thing. And one guy says, no, he don't care that you're sitting doing nothing. He goes upstairs, puts on his slippers, another guy goes to the bathroom. Everybody's doing that. You're sitting, you're waiting there. The ladies are talking. Everybody's doing what they want. When they're ready, they're going to come to the... Uh, the guy allowed to talk. Right, those guys, yeah, the guy, those guys, all yeah. That's the only time they talk. During the middle, they don't talk. Nafka between. Once they're there, they stop talking. Anyway, what ends up happening most of the time? What are you thinking in your brain? You're thinking bad about the people. You're thinking bad about That says the Ramad. There's a Puranut at that point. The people that make it that Shabbat, Shabbat, what are you thinking bad about the people? What are you thinking? That, those bad thoughts about the people, Atman Shalom, those bad thoughts about the people, Sakana. But you can't help it. Oh, he, 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 oh, he, tell everybody he comes in to, to wash. So the Torah comes along and says that Amman says, put the salt on the table. Put the salt on the table. The salt is Megin from the Puranut. Because the salt reminds us of the perfect balance of Aharon, of the Kavod Sibud that he had.
that, that he understood the Sibur, even though they're not perfect, even though they're dilly-dallying, even though they're wasting their time, even the salt on the table is me'orer the brit melah that was given to Aaron Cohen. or have the biriyot, if a guy's not going to be or have the biriyot, they always have claims against those thoughts, even the thoughts that you have against Klai Yisrael, especially your family members. You want to make a trade your family members? You want to bet on your family members now in your brain? The thoughts are... You're supposed to say, they're keeping Shabbat, they're a long day, they're washing, we only have one sink. Let them come out of Don't let the thoughts... And even if the thoughts enter your brain, Baruch Hashem, the salt's there. Oh, my God, thank God. You tell the lady after, you're lucky, the salt saved your life. You know, if you know what I was thinking about you over there, you're lucky you made it to the table. You're lucky you made it to the table. If there was no salt on the table, you would have been the husband Shalom. That's the Inyan, why the Ramah comes along and says that the Inyan is to keep the salt in order to put that. And that's the lesson to us is Kavoda Sibur, Ohebeta Biriyot. And that's, the, that's what God was telling Aaron. Aaron, you got a special deed called Brit Melah. The Agid Shebaho Shel Aaron Sheloshina. Okay, we'll stop. Right. That's why you're allowed to say the word salt. Salt, right. Right, because you need that. You need that. Alimeni, nice. Kill me. Kills me. Beautiful. Even in English. Nice.